art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. I am Russ, and this is Zach. Hello! And we are doing a new release wall. <laughs> you know, we, we did so many new release walls and nothing else for so long that the last few episodes, it's always the joke intro that we're not, but yeah. we are. Uh, this time, we are not pairing the Suicide Squad with Ghostbusters Afterlife like we paired Suicide Squad with <laughs> Ghostbusters. It's uh, <coughs> a deep cut for the people who are listening five years ago. The hardcore fans. Yeah. Um, All two? <laughs> basically. Uh, but yeah, we, we saw the Suicide Squad. We want to talk a little bit about it. Um, we'll probably have to eventually just do a spoilers on. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little generally and then we can tell you when to turn off your device. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what was your overall thought? Uh, absolutely loved it. I was uh, not disappointed in any way. Um, although, I mean, I have to say, like, I haven't... And especially considering, like, my expectations were... The only reason why I prefaced it that way is my expectations were incredibly fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> because the trailer's obviously incredible. Like, everyone in the film is great. Idris Alba is one of my favorite actors and happy to finally see him in something other than uh, Thor. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, where he's like a, you know, tertiary kind of important, but you know, whatever, yeah. you know. He's basically um, important because he's Idris Elba and so at some point they realized they had yeah. to do something. <laughs> They're like, oh, we probably should have someone who's black in this. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really dug it. I mean, I it's funny. I've I've seen basically two groups of people. Uh, I, almost everybody I've seen really liked the movie. Some people are like, well, you know, it has some issues. And it's like maybe on rewatch I'll catch some issues. But like the first time through, it just really felt like a, a real breath of fresh air. It really like I, I I can't think of anything that I didn't like. Uh, certainly, I think that some people will be put off by the level of the violence and the gore and the whatever. Um, Holy shit. Because, you know, it's a superhero movie, but there's a bunch of scenes that feel like they're in 13 Ghosts. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's also, there's also like, I mean, same thing, Polka Dot, Polka Dot Man's, um, like, the way that his yeah, power manifest like essentially yeah it, we can, i think we can say without spoiling anything too much that like it he describes it as being interdimensional in nature yeah. and so like essentially think of what ha- what would happen if matter and antimatter co- collided and you just see things see things like evaporating out of existence yeah in a very um, like oh, yeah hey. yeah yeah um <clears throat> but yeah that's uh that and it didn't especially bother me. There were a couple places where I thought it was like more than I would have like liked, but literally it, I'm watching it. And the number one thing I think is like James Gunn because all of his other all of his other Marvel like superhero yeah like he needs to pull back obviously quite a bit because yeah. they're Marvel they're meant for you know General most audiences. most ages yeah. yeah. Um, but this one obviously is, I assume, a hard R. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's a it's a movie that um, it, it's a movie that I, from what I understand, he got basically carte blanche to do whatever yeah. he wanted. Um, well, that's what it's like. It basically, if a trauma 
uh, director had a you know blockbuster budget. Yeah. You're like, this is what had, we do. Uh, <laughs> like, million dollars. Eight of the best actors on the planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a shark. Rip a human in half. Yeah. <laughs> like, and gratuitously, like, amazingly do it. Yeah. Like that scene alone was like pretty fuck. That's. I mean, that's the one thing I that I remember. By the way, there was something. Um, that's not a digital effect. Um, <laughs> you really ripped a human being in half. Well, there was a. I can't remember <laughs> what it was exactly, but okay. Gunn was talking about it on Twitter after the first, like, the the DC fandom footage dropped. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I was so proud of, like, our effects team being able to get that done because it was, like, you know, a mannequin stuffed with something. Yeah. And they really did pull, like, a physical (laughs) thing apart, and whatever they stuffed it with looked convincingly enough, like... so, and it's like yeah. half silhouetted, but it's not like it's. Yeah, it, I think the silhouetting yeah. was just enough to cover the fact that it was not a living yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, the, there's there's a ton of uh, there's a ton of horror movie style kills. Oh you know, there's God, there's yeah. guys getting the like top of their head sliced through, and then like a minute later they start to turn sideways, and the top yeah, of their head yeah, slides. Very uh, Resident yeah. Evil type stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but I will say, there, aside from like a handful of moments uh if you look at it and and because it's a superhero movie and you don't expect that kind of violence yeah i think that the movie feels very very gory but i think that aside from a couple of really gratuitous scenes that are there for a certain reason yeah um that it there's not much in there that's worse than like you know the live free or die hard kind of you know like like there's there's some of the, there's a lot of stuff where it's like oh somebody's throat gets cut and they bleed down the front of their shirt yeah and it's like that's off-putting for a superhero movie but like any other PG-13 action movie like that happens. I mean I think that most of the I think I I would think it's a little bit more than that like there's like the shotgun scene when the camera like yeah. goes through the bullet holes when it shoots to, I mean like yeah I, I, yeah I, vaguely spoilers so I don't want to yeah, like yeah. it's not like it's a plot point spoilers but like there's yeah. a lot of the the use of um, the use of like shooting with weaponry and stuff yeah. like that is is uh, uh, really something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but yeah, it's it's in any event. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk about the the gore up top just because that'll be the yeah. one thing that people know about of. Yeah. I think uh, other than that, it's it's really really well done. Yeah. Um, I think I saw any kids in the. No, not in our theater. There was one girl who I thought might have been, like, 12, 13, but I think she was just small, because the person (laughs) she was there with, she walked out holding hands with him. Yeah. So, So, otherwise we're, you know, should have called, you know, someone. Yeah, Anyway. uh, But, but yeah, so uh, I thought that, you know... The, one of the taglines for the movie was don't get too attached. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, very much in the vein of the Suicide Squad comics, there's a lot of people who die. And, like, there's probably a thousand people who die in the movie, but there's, you know, yeah. in, in the scheme of it, there's also way more, like, recognizable characters that you care about who die than, yeah. than probably any superhero movie ever made. Yeah. I mean, definitely any superhero movie ever made just because anything with this many... Yeah. Uh, and they did it. I think they really did it right. I mean, like the first, the first suicide. I don't, I don't know how conically we're talking about the first one. Uh-huh. Whether it exists, whether it's. I mean, I guess it exists in some. Uh, yeah, way, I don't. But, I don't know. It, it's, um, because there's a handful of the same. Obviously, there's a bunch of the same characters yeah. playing relatives. Yeah, I don't know. Which, anyway. of course, you know, in in 
you get things like Marvel right now is has taken Agents of Shield and Agent Carter and the Netflix shows out of continuity. Yeah. Uh, but they're still using those actors, and it's just like multiverse. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're gonna see a lot of that. <laughs> um, but I, I mean. At the end of the day, there's nothing in this movie that makes it so that the first movie couldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, I think the implication is probably that it happened because Flag clearly has an affectionate relationship with Harley Quinn. Yeah, they know each other. Which is they also imply. I think they also pretty heavily imply that there's other. There's been other. Oh yeah. Things yeah, going on. Because like, like Michael Rooker's character at the very beginning of the yeah, movie, yeah. he starts as your like point of view character in the yeah. first ten minutes or whatever, <laughs> and his like. He talks about it not being his turn, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Whereas, it is, so it, it seems to me that like everybody in the building is aware of this, and there's a bunch of people who are on the list and will eventually get there. Yeah. Um, it's there. There are certain people in the background who I'm like, I should, as a comic book person, definitely recognize. Like there was that, there was a lady with like, like multicolored like puzzle piece kind yeah, of skin. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I can. I know I can picture like a version like of stained her. glass basically. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, like same. I can picture a version of her drawn by Stuart Eminent. So it's like that specific. Yeah. But I don't know who she is, and I'm like, I, that's definitely a thing that you know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here that's like just little little deep cuts for people who read the comics. Yeah. Um, I I think that um, the there's a certain degree to which the comic book people are really gonna dig it. I think that a lot of the same, a lot of the people who complained about the violence in the Zack Snyder movies won't complain about it in this one because it's like treated less seriously. Yeah. Like it's so it's fun. Um, and so, like it, you know, there's there's a couple of moments in the movie where Gunn is clearly trying to comment on violence, uh, but for the most part, it's not like the, uh, you know, it's not like the the Batman v Superman thing yeah. where. You're trying so hard to comment on violence that, like, it's impossible to, like, enjoy without thinking the fight scenes. Yeah. Um, Which, again, we really like Batman Superman. I don't mind thinking about stuff. Yeah. But that's, like, that was a a big critique that a lot of people had was that, like, not only was it violent, but it wasn't, quote-unquote, fun. And I think this one is way more violent, but also way more fun. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely violent, and there's a lot of really serious moments... Um, and like, but there's a, also a, it's so much, I mean, all of, like, this is always all of Gunn's films, yeah. like, uh, or uh, comic book films are joyous. Like yeah. they're having fun. They're supposed to be having fun because yeah. they're killing bad guys. Um, they're, um, <laughs> even though I'm a little like whenever, whenever they go up against like usually a Latin American or yeah, Eastern yeah. European army, <laughs> Um, it's always like, yeah, but how many of these people, like, this isn't like, it's like the difference between like the SS and like yeah. the random troop. And like, I'm like, oh, I feel like a lot of these people that they're murdering pretty heavily, um, yeah, yeah. like, and going out of their way. And obviously there's, you know, we'll talk more about in the spoiler section, yeah. about a lot more because the, like, the people killing, them killing a lot of people, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. there's a, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a particular scene that, that yeah. Is like that's one of the places where you're like they're definitely like Gunn is definitely trying to like say something, yeah, but he's yeah, saying yeah. it in a very James Gunn way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about before we get into spoilers. I would say, um, I mean, one one thing I really dug was um, this is honestly the first 
um, time that I felt like Harley Quinn's character was developed. Um, like, she felt like a developed character. Um, and also... Um, and also, her fighting also seemed like, oh, it actually looks like she knows how to fight, yeah. like, at a, at a level, which explains her, and she's, like, using guns, using tools, yeah. using, not just, like, beating the shit out of, like, somebody five times her size who <laughs> also knows how to fight. Yeah. Like, it felt like, like, oh, okay, I have that suspension of disbelief that a 115 pound, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, and where, where it's just like, that doesn't have any superpowers, that doesn't, you know, yeah. she doesn't technically, like, we've never had the, oh, she's an elite trained, yeah, you know, exactly. sort of thing, but, like, it felt like, oh, basically, like, it, all of her fight scenes and stuff like that play, very much played into, like, her, like, always being a gymnast, an acrobatic yeah. type of uh, thing, and did that really fucking that well. in, like, David Ayer's director's cut of Suicide Squad that yeah. they paid that off somehow, because obviously they used it at the beginning of the first movie, and then yeah. it never came back. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I mean, just even in her, in her standalone, yeah. like, I was just like, oh, come on, I mean, it's just... I, I, I know what you mean. I need I mean, something. I, I, like... I, thought that, I thought that they did give her a lot of development in Birds of Prey, but I will say yeah. this one definitely benefited from having both the previous Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey yeah. kind of behind it. Yeah. Because it's like they play a little bit with her trauma and they play a little bit with her being like wild and crazy and unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> scene to scene, you're not sure which one you're going to get. Yeah. Um, but like it never feels like like there's there's a scene in the movie where for all intents and purposes her trauma is being played for laughs yeah but it's outwardly directed it's like she's in control of the scene and it's being played for laughs yeah uh essentially at the expense of other people not at the expense of her. I don't, and i don't think the j word is ever mentioned no which is something that I know both of us are very joyous uh, yeah. uh, about different joy work. Yeah, they, they kept they kept uh, the because yeah. in the in the first Suicide Squad movie she had the property of Joker tattoo. Yeah. And then in Birds of Prey they changed it to property of no one and yeah. like, wrote over Joker and she uh, kept that tattoo. Um, so like there's like traces of it out there. Yeah. Uh, and she does talk about like. Shitty yeah, yeah, but um, she, but it's again like they yeah. go out of the way to mention it. There's no flashbacks. There's no nothing. Yeah. Ah, it's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice to wreck, like, destroy that, especially that version of that character. Um, although I would like the other one anyway. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. although I actually was like really kind of hoping for a nod to that <laughs> to to the other one because like they could so easily mock it. Yeah. Um, but um, which would be fun as fucking hell. Um, I think. Um, uh, I, I think. <laughs> although Gun, I don't think they. It's fun. I don't think th that's one thing I don't think Gun could probably do is it, dare to knock their their new uh, you know cash baby. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I certainly. Um, it, it seems to me that a lot that Gun had a lot of self restraint. Yeah. In some ways, like the there was a whole conversation uh, online the other day about how the whatever that Mexican bunny thing is that's on Rick Flagg's shirt. Yeah. In the script, it was Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And then he decided, like, eh, let's not do that, because, like, we're making a Warner Brothers movie, yeah. and, <laughs> like... It's not shit on the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, it just became, like, some other... Like, I, I'm assuming that's a thing that actually exists somewhere, and I yeah. just don't know what it is. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I gotta say, like, one thing, like, the... 
the creature effects, like both real and you know CG, like yeah. practical and, and CG, are fucking incredible. I, because it's it's in the, it's it's in one of the ads, right? The starfish, right? Oh, Honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I I like watched the one the first ad that came out, and then I'm like, okay, I'm pretty much done. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like because exactly. I, I just because I'm like, um, and and, and then honestly. Like if you have seen uh, like I there's about a thousand things more so it's not like yeah. you're spoiling anything like or like taking away like moments because this film film is packed to the every moment yeah. like I think there's like one slow scene like when they're when they're in that bus and they're kind of having a conversation um, <laughs> yeah which even that like it was slow but like it paid off later yeah yeah um, in a way like I I did like the fact that almost every like major character mm-hmm. and obviously there's so many characters in this movie everybody can't have like uh, a moment where you look back at their personal trauma and their yeah. but like they did a really good job of weaving like little character moments throughout that explain things about people yeah. uh, and like comparing it to Ayer's Suicide Squad yeah. like where it starts and Rick Flag just kind of runs down a list of what everybody's deal is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're um, basically like the back of the baseball card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, but it's just back to back to back and it's you just stop the movie for that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously, I never know how much you can critique Ayer for because obviously his movie got completely eviscerated by Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, but in any event, that movie and I'm, you know, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. let's yeah. absent myself from, like, blaming Ayer, but it's just easier Criticizing to say. Criticizing the movie. Yeah. yeah it's it's easier like, to say the Ayer version, um, even though it's not his version. But, like, in that movie, it's like you stop the whole movie and then just pick up again two and a half minutes later and kill the red shirt. Yeah. Um, I did like, too, that it didn't feel like there was that moment of, like, oh, we're going to kill somebody to show you, show you that we're serious. Um, yeah. Because... The, they they found a a way to do that without making it feel so like blatant and tokenistic like it was yeah. in, you know with Slipknot it was just like here's Slipknot I'm not gonna tell you anything about him he's gonna blow up in a second yeah and it's you not know? played for it's I mean everything almost everything's played for laughs yeah it's that kind of film um, but um, there's maybe one or two deaths that, that are like oh no yeah um, there, I mean there's certainly... well actually no they, wait there's a bunch of deaths because but afterwards anyway yeah yeah but um they the um. I forget what I was going to say, so go ahead. <laughs> um, I just figured we could kind of roll into the spoiler yeah, section. Yeah. Uh, kind of final non-spoiler thoughts. Definitely see the movie. Oh God, uh, we yeah. saw it. We saw it in the movie theater. I do think like it's a good thing to watch mm-hmm. on a theater screen because the Starro stuff is really good. Like the creature God. effects, like you were saying, the digital oh creature yeah. effects on yeah, Starro yeah, were terrific. Just, yeah. Um, I think the it was shark. A, I mean, like even because um, one thing that like it it genu- it actually really felt like. Um, oh my God! King was, Shark. King Shark. Yeah. Uh, that King Shark was a actual physical thing. Yeah. Which I mean, I get, I've seen the a thing. It seems yeah. that most of his body is somewhat there. Yeah, yeah. They, and then they it, kind of I just added. I think it's uh, one face. of those like somebody's wearing like uh, <laughs> the latex. Photo, the group photo that 
gun posted today. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe today or yesterday is fucking hilarious because the guy's in the shark costume and he's like this big, big bearded guy, yeah, like yeah. just like very happy looking. And it's like, I'm pretty sure I'm like, that actually really works. He really actually looks like it's like one of the Darth Vader yeah, kind of situations where you're like, wait a minute, the voice doesn't. But yeah. I'm pretty sure, and I might be wrong, but I think that the the guy who was King Shark on set yeah. was Steve Agee, who is the dude in the control room. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would check out, um, because they, yeah, he had that same beard and yeah. had the same deal, yeah. Um, Which, by the way, wait, we didn't, actually, we didn't talk about that, that's because it's not really spoilers, well, uh, but is the control room, it added a new Yeah, it, it really did. Thing. It, like, in in the Air version, or in the Air movie... Uh, <laughs> she just murders them all. <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, but yeah. also, like, the control room only existed as a platform for Amanda yeah. Waller. Yeah. Where it was like, we're going to tell you how cool Amanda Waller is by having her, like, intimidate a room full of people. Yeah, yeah. With, like, her very presence. Yeah. And, like, she definitely does that to an extent here. Yeah. But, uh, the, the people in the room have personalities, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, and... and like, Stephen Agee is a really good actor. He's, like, a character actor. He was in uh, the second Guardians movie. He was yeah. one of the Ravagers. Oh, yeah. Um, he, uh, and then uh, Jennifer Holland, who plays the, like, cute blonde girl, um, is actually James Gunn's girlfriend slash partner. Um, There's a couple people that are, like, almost everybody in that room. In that room yeah, like, you, you, I, I can't remember who the one woman is. The, like, I think she's a... I can't tell if she's actually Afro Afro Latin Latina or if it's or if she's just um, like Latina and dark skinned, yeah. uh, and I don't know what the difference is. So, I'm, but in any event, like she's like one of those people who you look at and you're like, I should know this person. Um, unfortunately, because of her hair and her voice, mm-hmm. I kept thinking she was Carla from Scrubs, which she's not. Yeah, no, very much. But like, <laughs> but like she had that same hair and yeah. the same like. Not even the voice, but like the delivery. She mm-hmm. had that very halting delivery. Yeah. Um, but in any event, like, yeah, you'll you'll look at that room and it's like, oh yeah, I recognize this person from something. Yeah. This uh, this one, I mean, it's just it feels like they're building something bigger. Yeah, I mean, fran- certainly. Like, there's it feels like oh now there's characters that you care about to some level. Yeah. Um, outside of these expendable and outside of you know one main character. Who yeah. Can, who basically can't die because she runs the program. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, uh, I, I thought that was true of the superheroes, too, or the supervillains, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that they did a really good job of making a bunch of these characters really likable mm-hmm. uh, so that it didn't feel like Harley and then everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, last time around, even with um, Deadshot, yeah. um, Will Smith was fairly good in the role, mm-hmm. but, like, he just didn't have much to do. Yeah. And again, I, I imagine a lot of that was in the director's cut because I know that, like, there, all the, the pieces were there, him with his daughter and all that kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, certainly in this one, uh, even though James Gunn will claim up and down that it is not the case, mm-hmm. it really just feels like he wrote the script with Deadshot, they couldn't get Will Smith, mm-hmm. and so they made Bloodsport, Deadshot with the serial number filed off. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's fine. It works. Yeah. Especially because Bloodsport, that version of Bloodsport in the comics, he only appeared like five times. Mm-hmm. And he's really, he, he doesn't have much of a personality. Yeah. Um, his his entire personality was that he had P- PTSD from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And uh, that obviously wouldn't work for somebody who's, you know, 
Idris Elba's age right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, um, like, making a PTSD survivor into a supervillain because yeah. reasons isn't something we could we, that would fly anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a character that I liked in the comics uh, the couple of times that he showed up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing that, you, that everybody saw in the trailer and that trended on Twitter for a day for some stupid reason about him shooting Superman and putting Superman in the hospital mm-hmm. was like that's from his first appearance in John Byrne's mm-hmm. run on Superman where like he shows up with a kryptonite bullet and it's the first time Superman's ever actually encountered kryptonite and he's like yeah. what the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because uh, you know Byrne rebooted and then like that guy showed up and I think Superman number two or maybe four Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought that uh, Danielle Melchor, Melchor, I don't know how to say her last name because I don't know where she's from or anything where that would help mm-hmm. me to know what, how to, like, which part it needs to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the the girl who plays Ratcatcher 2 yeah. was really good. Oh, yeah, um, she's... And, and that's, she and Des Malkian both um, had some really great moments and, you know, they, in the ads, you could kind of tell were going to mm-hmm. be standouts, but they, they definitely delivered on that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I think that's about it for, yeah. like, non-spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would agree, <laughs> I would agree with Russ. Um, if you can, see it in, see it in theaters. Yeah, if you can, if you feel to- safe. I, I totally understand. Uh, it makes sense. Like, yeah. get, just get a big screen if you can find one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so spoilers. Spoilers. Yes. I'll, I'll try to remember do, do, to... Do, 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 do. Yeah. Spoilers. I was going to say I'll try to remember to put music in here or something, but I'm going to try to put this <laughs> up tonight, which means I will not do that. Yes. Because uh, I'm just going to be putting music on the front and back and slapping it up there. Uh, but but I've ranted about that now, and we have plenty of spoiler time. Yeah. So the, the movie starts with... Uh, an invasion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're they're invading the island of Cor- Corto Maltese, yes. which I I believe was referenced in Batman v Superman. Um, I think it's where uh, the KG Beast was, the guy who kidnaps Martha, was uh, supposed to have been yeah. like a um, a mercenary. Yeah. But it it was created by Frank Miller for the Dark Knight Returns, and so it's become like a an all purpose like military like you need a. Uh, military dictatorship that isn't Castro, yeah. like go with these guys. Oh yeah. yeah, and it's and it's weirdly generic in the fact that uh, there's there was a bunch of soldiers who were straight up very white. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a very yeah. multi-ethnic. Um, yeah, like I, basically Latin American. You know, I think I think in the comics and again, like this is all this all would have been latter day stuff, and yeah. God knows if any of it counts anymore. And all, but I, I feel like I remember that like. They explained the presence of a lot of white characters because obviously, like in the comics, you also had people who were like yeah. mercenaries and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they explained by, by being like, yeah, at one point the Italians took over, but they got kicked out. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> it becomes like why you have so many French people in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, the and this is something that like I kind of expected to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not specifically with this set of characters, but I kind of thought this is what would happen in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is that you you basically start following one team of the squad on this invasion. Almost everybody gets obliterated <laughs> uh, in mostly graphic and terrible ways. And <laughs> Sorry, then, the opening scene, the opening scene, 
with uh wait did no one check if we the weasel can yeah. fucking swim <laughs> it's just flailing and again like that that like with the weasel thing that character was just so unsettling yes and yeah no the creature effect like, on that the creature effects on God that damn really good, good. and yeah. then also like the noises that it made were just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. very much on point, but also super unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and um, yeah, that was that was a great that was like a laugh <laughs> moment, and it, you know, and that was kind of the start of like everything going to shit. Was yeah. you also got a real quick like oh it's gonna be that kind of movie when uh, what's yeah. his name from SNL got his face shot off. Yeah, like d- literally like close yeah. up. Pete Davidson gone. who yeah, played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blackguard. But also, like, uh, I feel like that also was like, uh, that one's for all the people who fucking hate him and can't stand him. It's, it's like, they very clearly knew, because he was basically playing yeah. the obnoxious, most yeah, obnoxious yeah, version of himself. Yeah. And um, it's, it's yeah. really interesting because, like, they did a really good job of cutting trailers together yeah. that hid the people who died in the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was enough diversity of footage mm-hmm. that you like, cause like basically it's like they're at the prison, they're in the plane, mm-hmm. then they land, there's a fight, they start to win and then they lose. And so like, there was a diversity of footage that allowed them to have these characters in the trailer yeah. and like a character like weasel where you're like, you see three or four different shots of him in the trailer yeah. and yeah. you think like, okay, so even if he dies, it'll yeah. be halfway in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah the the big one that i think uh people are gonna get really upset about in that opening sequence is captain boomerang yeah uh because obviously not only is it carryover from the yeah. previous movie but he was a well-liked character and yeah. all. uh my only counter to that is in the suicide squad comics they actually killed him at the end of the first mission <laughs> like he died to i think to save the team yeah uh uh, he took he took the the path that another character takes later in this movie, which we probably shouldn't spoil the stuff that's that deep into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the so and then eventually they brought him back, and then he became a staple of the Suicide Squad. Where like now every time you see the team, you think like, oh yeah, yeah. Captain Boomerang and Deadshot are the ones who are always there. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that was. I think that they definitely did a good job of shocking people with that one. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like I said about the uh, the um, Slipknot thing. Like, yeah. when Boomerang bites it, you're like, oh shit, they mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he's a character who actually, like, existed yeah. in the first movie and yeah, had a yeah. personality. And, like, and I thought that was really actually a really good filmmaking choice. Because yeah. it's like, if you weren't... If you didn't have an arc for him and you didn't want to use him really, mm-hmm. um, using somebody from the first movie uh, who the audience has an established rapport with mm-hmm. does a like is is a really easy successful way to like generate those stakes right off the bat. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like the idea of uh, <clears throat> when a new villain shows up in the comics and to show that they're serious. You see them kick the ass of some other villain that it took that like was the big bad of the previous arc or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, as a comic book person, uh, I tend not to be much of a purist. Although I will say I I was disappointed that they used Mongal, and then killed her immediately and in a stupid way. Yeah. Only because, like, 
she is incredibly powerful in the kind like mm-hmm. she and her brother are the kind of like the the level of villain that go toe to toe with Superman in fist fights. Yeah. And so to have it be like, oh, I'm hanging onto a helicopter and I catch fire. Yeah. As like it's a weird like why don't you use somebody else for that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which again, not a big deal at the end of the day, especially because like I, you know, Mongal is really just a. They 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 wanted to use Mongul, but they didn't want to unkill him. So you give him a sister who's basically <laughs> the same character. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, no great loss, I guess. If you really wanted, you could have Mongul show up as like <clears throat> a Superman villain in another movie and be like, "You fuckers, let my d- sister get killed that way." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It might have been his daughter, too. I don't know. There's it, In the comics, she didn't last that long, either. Like, there's there's Mongul and Mongal, and then there's a Mongul the second, like his son. <laughs> and and so it's, like, one of those, like, they thought, like, oh, but if it's not just the same guy, it's different enough that people will think it's cool. Yeah. And then people didn't think it was cool. They were just like, why do we why do we just have the same character but with boobs? Just bring him back. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> But, well, you know, I mean, comic book fans are always loving that. But yeah, well, anyway. the other thing is, like, <laughs> I think that if she had been depicted in the comics the yeah. way she is in here, yeah, uh, she probably would have lasted longer. Yeah. Like, if she had been kind of hot. <laughs> and, like, that costume is something that showed up eventually in the comics. Yeah. But when she first showed up, she basically wore the exact same outfit as Mongol did, yeah. which is basically just a purple, like, complete bodysuit. And she was built like a big strong like yeah, yeah and so it's like she wasn't traditionally attractive yeah um but anyway um yeah so you have you have an opening scene where they kill almost everybody and then you find out that uh waller had done that on purpose so that she could distract from the real heroes of the movie who are yeah. attacking on the opposite beach yeah, yeah. we should mention <clears throat> td TDK was it? Yeah, TDK. yeah, TDKs. Which first, I want to know if I uh, would love to ask uh, um, Gun if it's a uh, VHS reference. Um, <laughs> but um, but <laughs> was it the detachable kid? Yeah, the, the, the detachable detach- kid. Yeah, um, it was Nathan uh, Fillion. <laughs> yeah, I I am kind. Of, I, I liked like they they were he was fun. Yeah, they, they did a great job with him. I I kind of wish they hadn't used him, um, only because. I, I don't know if they could actually like. So, the detachable kid is very clearly a riff update, whatever you want to call it, of this character called Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> and uh, Arm Fall Off Boy was a uh, part of this group, the Legion of uh, Legion of Substitute Heroes, I think. Um, basically a bunch of people tried out for the Legion, Legion of Superheroes in the 30th century, yeah. uh, but were rejected. And so they formed their own team to be like, basically well, the, you know, the mystery men. we'll be history. Yeah, exactly. They're the yeah. mystery men. Yeah. Um, and arm fall off boy, like he had the same power. I mean, he actually, no, he didn't have the same power. He, he could not telekinetically control his yeah. limbs, but he had the ability to remove his limbs and use them as clubs, essentially. Um, as opposed to fists? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the reason that I kind of wish they just hadn't used any version of this character. Yeah. Um, the Detachable Kid was co-created by writer uh, Gerard Jones, mm-hmm. who is currently in prison uh, for possession of child pornography. Oh! <laughs> um, and I would rather 
he doesn't get money. I thought um, I thought I read that they that because there was a conversation, um, at least that I saw that he, they made up this character. They so, I mean, did I guess they make up this character. Yeah. I, I but think, I mean, I get what you're. I, I, I know think what you're that's saying. That's the thing is that legally. That I, I think the argument would be that we changed it enough that it's a different thing. Yeah. Um, Hopefully that he doesn't. Um, well, I mean, maybe his victims will get the cash at yeah. least then or something. I don't know what. No, it's it's it, it was uh, not victimless, but it was no, like, I yeah, it, it was no, pornography, not like yeah, it, so. Yeah, there's no yeah. victims fund or anything. Yeah. Um, he was the guy. I think we talked about this at the time because I was just like, how fucking dumb do you have to like? Aside from the fact that that's a horrible thing to. Yeah. Uh, he was the guy who like stored it all on his YouTube account as private videos so that YouTube was just like it's right there yeah <laughs> um Sorry, you got. Uh, He's people, the worst uh, super villain yeah. of uh, anyway. But people, people but, listening could not see me pointing, yeah, pointing comically. At the, pointing at them, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the bit. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. You know, um, it, it, you know, physical, physical movements read really well in the audio that's true, format. Yeah, they do. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I that that rip because it was like yeah. that one character. You're like, oh, like I know he's going to die, and yeah, like, oh, so yeah. how is he going to? Well, that's, I, I think, I, which I'm always disappointed because, like, I would love to have Nathan Fillion to have a actual, which, mind you, like, he has so, he has like maybe like like four lines and mm. then a bunch of screaming and excruciating yeah. pain as his uh, arms are shot. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it's funny. I loved the fact that, like, because he had the like telekinetic bond with yeah. his his arms, yeah. he could feel the pain when. Yeah. And so you see him like writhing as though his arms are on him. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that's funny about that is that it's played for laughs in that scene. Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, the exact same thing happens to all the people who yeah, yeah, yeah. Starro has, yeah, yeah, has Star- taken over. <laughs> is that when they start burning the uh, the or when the rats attack yeah. Starro's legs? Um, I think we, we there's a moment in the film where we really are all our um or Idris Elba as the rats are like yeah. flowing over him and then climbing up the star. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm like oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing I, I could think of in that when when like they establish the rats, I mean, then you're like, okay, so very clearly she's going to survive. This is going to be a bit. This, right, the rats yeah. are really going to save the day. Um, which I was, you know, which yeah, I, 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 I don't was, know if it's that lazy of a metaphor that no, like, oh, the rats or the whatever. But I, I do like the, I like the way that they did the, they did it yeah. in terms of they, uh, they did give multiple people something to do, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, you know, most superhero movies, most of the, most of the characters are just like off punching yeah. faceless things. Yeah. And there's like one or maybe two people who do the actual important work. Yeah. Um, Endgame did skirt that nicely, just in terms of like you had the chain of possession with the Infinity Gauntlet and all that yeah. shit. So it's like no, like Superman or Spider-Man and Hawkeye yeah. and uh, Captain yeah, but Marvel you still either way you have Hawkeye and you have like <clears throat> and and Black Widow who are like, well, what are you gonna do against? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. This. What are you gonna do against a guy who can like if he punches you, you are dead. Yeah, like, your body won't exist anymore. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I will say that uh, they he also got some gun got some really good mileage out of um, the the humor that's inherent to uh, the stakes that he set up. Yeah. So because it's like you set up this anybody can die at any time thing, and so then later when you have 
Idris Elba's character like falls, lands on a floor, then the floor collapses <laughs> to the floor beneath it. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It's like you just watch the building slowly collapse around him, and you're just like, so is he? dead is he? oh okay no oh, wait yeah yeah <laughs> you're just yeah. and then and i thought that was really because like in most superhero movies right. that would have been uh a wasted joke yeah like it wouldn't yeah. fly because there would be no actual tension yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't think oh a guy can At, die because Batman's, a building collapses Batman's not on him. going to die exactly when the building collapses exactly on him. like even if the building does <laughs> collapse on him the right he'll come up from the rubble yeah, like it exactly. doesn't matter but when literally anyone can bite it yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's so I thought that was really like that was a great gag that mm-hmm. only worked because it existed in the world of this movie where yep. the whole time you're watching the gag yep. unfold going like he might not survive that. Yeah. Honestly, um, the bi- the biggest one I'm happy that survived because they like I don't think guns ever I don't think guns ever done this done it. But like they always kill if there's a dog, if there's a an important yeah. pet, an animal. Sebastian lives, yeah, which the, is the pet the rat. Main, the, yeah, main the main rat. The main yeah. rat. <laughs> yeah, there's like a rat that is actually her friend, yeah. and then the rest of the rats are basically just rats yeah. that she can yeah. control with her power thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, I agree. Um, I, I they did the they did a pretty effective job of like you see like there's a dog and there's some kids and like those help set the stakes in that yeah. last scene but like i don't remember seeing a starfish on any kids faces yeah yeah uh, i don't like certainly the dog didn't you know especially happened. considering they like i mean one thing that i was really worried about is that once once the starfish was <clears throat> um killed spoilers mm-hmm. um that the starfishes would fall off and then they were alive and i was like oh that would really suck because idris Elba murdered like 30 of, 40 of them no, himself. There, but. there was a there was a throwaway line of dialogue yeah. where the thinker like oh, she's like she's like oh, we have yeah, to save yeah, all these people do, yeah. and the thinker says their corpses they're, they're, under yeah, there. Yeah, corpses under there. Yeah. Um, and that's why yeah. I think that's also why you had to see the creepy lab yeah, where yeah, you yeah. saw like oh we pulled a starro yeah. off of somebody's yeah. face and we saw that they Which it was, had like alien attached. That to was the, some real trauma level oh, yeah. shit. Like there's like half a corpse, half a body. Yeah, the half a corpse hanging in the thing. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, yeah. really, like, body horror stuff in that lab. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact that the thinker, like, like his whole thing was, he was pretty creepy and body horror himself, but you never get any explanation for, like, <laughs> why he has all those <laughs> the metal things pieces of machinery his, yeah, yeah. in his head. Also, I, I love that, um, and this is just, like, yeah. but there's a, mo- there's a flashback uh, to an earlier scene, and he only has, like, four. Yeah. And then the forward, he has, like, 12 <laughs> so <laughs> he has to keep uh, you know uh one upping but yeah it is in the in the yeah. comics those gave him psychic powers yeah. and so uh it, it doesn't say that he, he he makes a comment in the movie that he's trying to come up with a device that allows him to control people the way yeah. rat catcher controls rats and yeah. that's like that's his thing in the comics yeah, yeah. um so uh, you could probably just deduce from that that like those are enhancing his psychic abilities and allowing him to control or at least not um be controlled by starro like because you're you're in close proximity for 30 years to a gargantuan thing that's emitting psychic energy Mm -hmm. Uh, i did i did by the way enjoy because talking about like in that it really obviously he's not taking i mean maybe gun is taking it very seriously but it like in a relatively humorous film it's Mm -hmm. it plays off as but is the level of 
central talking about central as here's you know political i have to talk about um you know uh the level of discussion about um you know american interventionism in latin america and also the fact that like basically like oh the nazis came here built this lab built this whole thing and then basically they came and killed them and then they took over yeah and so like it's like oh shit (laughs) like it's it because it's it's funny because like i don't hear like the fanboys and it'll be interesting i'm sure there's people out there that are com- yeah, will complain sure. about it but like fanboys hate politics and comics and things yeah, like yeah. that but i don't think that they'll mind you at the level yeah, that like yeah. when superman or batman has politics yeah. or something god forbid in it um that they'll complain about that even though there's like holy shit no that's some like serious like this is howard zinn level like yeah, yeah. like this is howard zinn level criticism not yeah. or level of like direction not like intel- yeah, yeah. intellectual debate about it or right. something like that but um <laughs> yeah that's uh <laughs> i mean they do there's a there's there's a scene in the movie where they uh again and it's it's played for laughs and <laughs> it's like one of those things where at the end of it you're like well that was horrible but i kind of <laughs> saw that coming yeah. um is that uh there's a scene where they're like okay well flag has been kidnapped by the like military mm-hmm. government whatever yeah uh you need to go and kill oh God, no. basically go kill everybody and bring him home yeah yeah and so they go and they kill everybody in and this take camp great joy in it and then <laughs> like find competing. out that like oops those were our friends he's not actually being held captive they rescued <laughs> yeah. him uh and then like the woman they're the ones comes, fighting the military yeah they're the regime. ones fighting yeah, the bad yeah, guys yeah, the and like are, we yeah. really could have used those yeah. extra 30 people <laughs> and um, she's like <clears throat> Which oh God, I'm blanking that actress's name. I love her, but she plays like she. I'm pretty sure she's played that that character is yeah. like a rebel leader who is oh, like. Sure she is. I think that she was in Predator. She she looks really familiar to me, and I cannot place it. But in one of the Predators, yeah. obviously there's you know um, a billion of them, but but yeah, it was the, Predators. The Isn't it the one with um, the Shane Black one? No, not Shane Black. The one before that, oh, one okay. with um, what's his name from the piano or not the Uh-oh. piano. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The pianist? Um, uh, the pianist, Brody. yes. Not the piano. Not Jane Campion's piano. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. You that said one. the piano, and I forgot the piano existed and immediately thought of the pianist as the piano. Um, but, uh, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that was, like, and I, there's some obvious commentary there of, like, we're just going to come in here and kill everybody and then figure it out yeah. later. <laughs> she does that. Um, She's like, you goddamn Americans just come in. We're like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we. Um, and they're all just standing along, like, sheepishly, like, yeah, that yeah. was bad shit. <laughs> but I do like, I mean, that was one of the best parts because, I mean, one of, one of the problems with the previous one, mm-hmm. uh, with the previous Suicide Squad, is the fact that, like, it was, it would have a really great action scene and then they would just go stop dead like mm. boom like just done yeah this one just like yeah the, other than again that one bus scene which they kind of had like the, and yeah. they used every single minute of it though where it's like okay we're gonna explain uh you know uh yeah <laughs> it's not rat girl oh my god rat catcher rat catcher two yeah um um <laughs> yeah and that's i I think that that's one of the big like this. I think once people get over comparing it to the Air yeah. movie, um, the big one that really d- should be compared to is Deadpool. Yeah. And uh, one of the places well, yeah, where this, this is movie, the Suicide Squad, yeah, this the is the Suicide one. Squad. Um, but one of the things that one of the reasons I like this one better than I liked Deadpool, yeah. and I like Deadpool quite a bit. Yeah. But if you remember, like when we talked about it, my big criticism was this movie has no second act. Like. Yeah. 
it, it, it it's like crazy bananas first 20 minutes, crazy mm-hmm. bananas last 20 minutes, and everything in the middle is just like a flat line. Yeah, we're filling and, yeah, to, to an extent. And so uh, I, I thought that this movie did a really good job of not doing that. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, you know... I, uh, I also did like... <laughs> And in hindsight, it's like, oh, they're just setting it up for the Peacemaker spinoff. Yeah. But I liked the idea of, like, giving the crisis of conscience in the control room and giving those people something yeah. to do, um, you know. Uh, and, and so it 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 also kind of, like, gives you a little hint. Because we, we know basically nothing about the Peacemaker series. Yeah. Like, we know that a couple of the other Charlton characters are going to be showing up. Like, Judo Master is going to be in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that... Uh, um, Betty Cooper's dad from Riverdale. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name. He's really good, but uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's friends with the Soska sisters. Um, <laughs> but uh, in any event, he uh, he's going to be in it. But other than that, we don't really know much about that that show. And like this probably gives you the best insight into how the show is going to play and feel. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea that basically he's this guy and his handlers hate him. Yeah. And so... By the way, the the name of... Uh, uh, oh, there's two uh, two um, rats uh, play Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, one is Jaws, and the other one is Crisp Rat. Nice. I like it. <laughs> it makes me wonder if that, was, if that one was named by... James Gunn. Yeah, Peter Cavalli. <laughs> yeah, Peter Cavalli is, is the thinker. Yeah. Um, God damn it, where is this actress? Uh, anyway. Yeah, but so I... Really, the, the big thing to talk about in terms of spoilers was just that yeah. opening. Like, the fact that they did the, like, here's our team, everybody go enjoy this, and then they all die, except yeah. for... <coughs> Um, that's who I was talking about yeah. is, uh, um, yeah, Elise, uh, Braga, um, who is fantastic in, in, yeah, I, uh, yeah, she plays, I, she was in, I am legend and in president. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, she's played kind of in, similar in predator. Yeah. She basically was played, played she, that same she role. She was in Elysium. Oh yeah. She was in that role. <laughs> she was also queen of the South. She's like, yeah. Um, also new. Oh yeah. She's Dr. Ray's. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Um, in New Mutants. Ah, I have still not seen that. Um, it's a film. Yeah. It is. That's our um, official review. Yeah. yeah uh, all right. Any yeah. final thoughts? I, like I said, it really, we talked about most of it in the non-spoiler section. I just thought it was worth de- like delving into the, yeah, like yeah, the, the, everybody dies in the first five minutes thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I really liked that. I liked the fact that they used one of the characters from the previous movie as your, like, the sacrifice that shows you they're serious. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think everybody knew because uh, uh, Gunn and Rooker are best friends, but their entire, like, public-facing persona mm-hmm. is acting like they hate each other. And so I think that everybody probably knew that, like, uh, <sighs> Savant was going to die in some terrible way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I liked the. I liked the runner of the javelin. I thought that yes. was really fun. Yeah. Um, does she walk? She she walks away with it, right? She still has it. 
I don't think so. I think it get left. It get gets left there. But oh no, she loses it in the in the starfish. Yeah, yeah that's disappointing because yeah. that would actually be kind of fun to have. Like, it w- I mean, whether we'd ever see it again because her the version of that sh- basically every film she's been in is kind of a different. Yeah, she's like a soft reboot. Like I really hope that this version though of her because like this is the first time I genuinely liked her mm-hmm. as a character, like as everything. Yeah. Like I like I like Harley Quinn as a character in general. Um, especially, but now that she's separated from Joker completely, um, which just because all the, in, in, not, not that necessarily like in the, um, I forget what was it, I forget what the cartoon was where she was introduced. Um, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, the animated series, like in that kind of scenario, because it was like, I mean, it definitely had like serious problematic shit in it, but it was like. Oh, kind of played level. But it was level. for kids, and then yeah, like, there was kids, never the like sexual predator element of it. And that like really yeah. came out in in uh, the in the first su- yeah. in, in Suicide Squad. I, I which will say I was I, like, I don't want this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I will I say I did really like the thing with the dictator, um, <laughs> where. They yeah. they basically meet and have the the romancing montage yeah. and then you find out that everything they've done has been in one day and he wants her to marry him for public relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but also seems to like they seem to really like each other. Yeah, yeah. They and do. then that I mean that's actually her fun character where she just makes that immediate yeah, choice yeah. where she's like I'm not I've had a lot of bad boyfriends and this is not I can yeah, tell yeah. right away and uh, um, something yeah, like and yeah. that's that that was great I like that a lot um, I. I'm kind of hoping that the next time she shows up, she either stays single for a hot minute or has a girlfriend. Um, because so far everything has like the first two movies she was in completely fixated on her relationship with Joker. And this one didn't, but like, she still ends up with a shitty guy for Mm -hmm. like us, a romantic subplot. I I think it's time. I mean, I forget whether there's, there's always some talk about poison Ivy, but yeah, I, that's, she wants, uh, um, Margot Robbie wants uh, that to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that would be the, the way to go, is just to start the next thing with her already in a relationship with, with Ivy, mm-hmm. and just move forward from there. Like, I don't I don't really think that most superhero movies need a romantic subplot, but yeah. considering that Harley is, <clears throat> has been r- routinely depicted as a person who needs like validation from an external yeah, yeah. like it would be nice to just put her in a supportive relationship and be like oh cool now that works and we don't have to talk about it every movie yeah yeah, yeah. um that was cool. and again like i it didn't bother me in this one because they did it well but on uh, the uh, there was part of me that was like just like do something else with her like don't have her in a romance in every you know dealing yeah. with romance dealing with shitty men yeah, in every yeah. movie yeah um and I mean, I think they, I think they genuinely did it the best possible. No, I think they did. And again, like, like this is got, this is always the problem where it's just like, oh, this is sounds sounds like a really great idea, and then the next director comes along or next writer comes along that's not gone, that's not um, tight, ty- um, Taika, Taika, um, and. And then you're like, oh no, this isn't great. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh yeah, it was really cool when they did all that special effects stuff and yeah, whatever. It was, and it's like, it, oh, this isn't as good. <laughs> there's nothing inherently wrong with the idea. It's just that yeah. only a certain you have to be in a certain mindset to do it yeah, right. Yeah. And you have um, to have. I think you do have to have somebody who, very much like, I feel like both of those like, probably Thor, probably just off of the fact that like, mm. okay. I'm going to do a lot of what Gunn did in mm-hmm. uh, with Guardians, but I'm going to do it with Thor, yeah. the character that you, for some unknown reason, really want to make work. I don't really, I never really understood. You know why? And we're going to force I, I, it. This is my thought. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because Chris 
uh, Hemsworth yeah. is one of the only Marvel actors who seems to genuinely love doing this and want to do it forever. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, even even people like Evans who seem to really like he he clearly respects <clears throat> like yeah. Captain America and what mm-hmm. that what it means to have done that role and all that. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was yeah. over it. Oh yeah. Like the, well, all... he was he was genuinely irritated because he's like, I'm doing all these films where I'm acting and I'm yeah. like, want and then no one fucking cares. Yeah. And it's like, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which and... I totally get. Where no, it's totally. just like, you know, but but I think that's yeah. part of the the Thor thing. Like part of the reason yeah. they're so determined to like, hey, fuck it, we can make eight Thor movies, yeah. is because Chris Hemsworth wants to make yeah. eight Thor movies, and every other like first generation Avenger is like, <laughs> okay, let me cash out now. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. ten years. Yeah. And I again, no judgment whatsoever on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you work the same job for ten years. There's no yeah. advancement. You got I, a shitty I, contract. I just, and... I just want to see Robert Downey Jr. in other fucking films. Like, yeah. I, I just realized that I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't seen him in a fucking like. What was the last thing he fucking did? Do like, what's that? Do a little. Oh, Maybe I don't want to see him in other films. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the problem. Is it's like, I I I hope that he he has more money than God. Like, and he can just go back to do like kiss yeah. kiss bang bang do like... i'm wondering because his father passed away yeah. uh, like three weeks ago yeah i'm wondering if maybe he was dealing with that off camera yeah like if his father was unwell and he was spending time with his family mm-hmm. uh again not that that would be any of our business but it would yeah, explain yeah, totally. why like the guy who can do anything he wants it, hadn't done anything. it also be uh it, after yeah, just take a break. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> like we should totally be like a thing. Like, yeah, oh, totally. I mean, probably have children. But the, anyway, the but, fact that yeah. the fact that ten years of playing that character yeah, yeah. and ten years of then being like the most interviewed person in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I I have high hopes for the next couple of things that Gunn's gonna do mm-hmm. with these characters. Um. I my I the only concern that I have is like I don't know that we'll ever get a second one of these, um, which is probably a good thing because I don't know that you could do this again. Um, you might be able to. Uh, the, but the, I think it's trickier the, than Guardians because you have to start with a whole new cast every time. The I mean the problem <clears> with the uh, um, the problem with this is that um, all of the one of the problems with having Idris Elba, having Margot Robbie, having I mean I think Margot is at least for another five or six, five years probably in this character and fine yeah, with it's, it. It's hard to know because um, she is not, as far as I know, this is her last contracted movie. Yeah. And so they would have to pay her to keep her. Yeah. Um, Which hopefully this film does well. Yeah. Um, I, I because think, I think it's going to do well. I mean, yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see what its second week looks like because. Uh, you know, this is a really overloaded summer. There's a yeah. lot of big movies coming out. I think almost no movies are going to have legs. Um, the projection right now is that this is going to make slightly less than Black Widow did on its opening weekend, mm-hmm. um, which still would be very good money, especially because HBO Max is allowing them to basically write off huge amounts of of everything and just be like, nope, it's helping to grow our sl- our streaming service. Like, yeah, yeah. And again, like, I actually really like that, not only because I think that, like, in a pandemic, people should have the option to not go to the theaters if they don't want to. Yeah. uh, But also just because... And also, and also Disney, also have not the, have not have the option to pay 30 fucking dollars on top of a subscription service. Uh, Yeah. Which at least, which is what I like that, what Warner Brother, which, uh, I mean, HBO Max does, Mm -hmm. um, like, that, HBO Max has become, like, the one, like, I'm considering, if I didn't have several other people like using my netflix yeah. i'd get rid of netflix i haven't they haven't produced 
fucking anything that I yeah I I can't remember the last time that I logged in I I actually I logged into my um like press account yesterday Mm -hmm. because um I I I want to get I want to watch the screener for he's all that Mm-hmm. Um, just because Rachel Lee Cook is in it. Oh, cool. Um, she plays the mom of the girl who gets dumped at the beginning <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, she's, uh, uh, that, uh, is it Kevin Pollack or is it, I think Kevin Pollack was the one in She's All That. Um, uh, there, I, I do believe two, you're the expert in this field, Russ. <laughs> there's, well, because I always get, I always get all the supporting characters yeah, yeah, mixed up yeah. between that and, yeah, um, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're the same fucking yeah. movie and they came out within, within like yeah. a year and a half of each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like immediately in my head or it's like, it's like, like you're an expert on, um, Brazil. <laughs> um, but you also know, because you're an expert on Brazil, you know a lot about Venezuela. Yeah. Like, that's that's how that works. I mean, an expert on Josie and the Pussycast. So, I know a lot about She's All That. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. <what> it works. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Callie was reading the, uh, like, the layout draft of my book. The yeah, other day, yeah. And was just like looks up from the book and she's like, I kind of want to watch She's All That. Because Rachel, like, <laughs> talks about it a lot. Yeah, because yeah, obviously yeah. in 2001 that was the only, like, that was her big hit. Yeah. Um, when she got cast as Josie it was like late 99, <laughs> early 2000. Yeah. And so, like, She's All That was brand new. Yes. Which, by the way, if you're in the Syracuse area, um, what, what are the days? Uh, uh, August 23rd at 7pm, I'm going to be hosting a screening of Josie and the Pussycats. You can go to josiebook.com to get tickets or you can email Russ Burlingame at josiebook.com for any questions you might have. Also on the uh, 14th you have. And yeah, the 14th I'm doing a free comic book day signing in Binghamton or Vestal at Sound Go Round, mm-hmm. uh, which means that I have to figure out how to get books by then. Uh, and on the 12th, I am doing some kind of book talk on Zoom through the community library of James Villain DeWitt. Uh, Supposedly they were going to partner with me on it. It was going to be on their events calendar and publicly accessible. That has not happened yet. I haven't heard back from anybody. So uh, you can email the same email address I said before mm-hmm. and uh, ask for the link and the password, and I'll give it to you. I don't want to post it publicly. Yeah, you get Zoom bombed. That's, yeah, you get Zoom bombed. And so uh, I, I'm trying to walk that line of, like, how do I make this as accessible as humanly possible without making it a mess? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's, you know, and August 21st is the official street date for Best Movie Ever, which is my oral history of the 2001 Josie and the Pussycats movie. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm very excited to see it finally real. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very excited to be able to, like, tell people what the next book is soon. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to sit on it for a while and just not say anything until it's closer to real. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you always worry like somebody's gonna sneak in and do this, but like, yeah. but the the book I'm writing is not something anybody can sneak in and do behind my <laughs> like it, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm just like screw it. I'll just tell people like once Josie is out, I'll be able to talk about book two. Yeah. And it's a kind of cool, exciting, nerdy thing. So mm-hmm. I think it'll work. Uh, but yeah. Any final thoughts before we? Nope, that's it. Um, you can watch. Um, whenever this is published, uh, you can watch uh, Suicide Thus. Yeah, Thus Suicide, Suicide Squad. Um, uh, and I uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, it's in theaters. It's on HBO Max for the next month, and then it'll disappear and then come back like 45 days later. Yep. Um, and uh, when it comes back 45 days later, you will be able to buy it other places. So mm-hmm. basically, if you don't 
have HBO Max, don't want to try it for whatever reason, even though it's cheaper than a movie ticket, mm -hmm. and don't want to go to the theaters, you can see this in about two months. Yep. So. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Always remember to rewind your cassettes and be back by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video. Mm -hmm. A-C-E-N.